0: All right, we got Kool-Aid in here. We're about to get BAM, starting episode five of uh, Podthorn. Kool-Aid, uh, you, uh, you back awake now?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's, not, it's nothing worse than falling asleep, and you're streaming, and it's like a minute. I'm like on a minute delay, so I'm going on my rant, and they're going on their comeback, priceless. Can't I know, I was, also,
0: I was also behind. This is why I can't, I can't talk to my dad during the games. Because he has cable or like, you know, like he's connected, not through Wi-Fi or anything. So he gets things as it's going.
1: Oh, yeah. So he, he, he's telling you what's going on. He's and- telling
0: me what's going on. Like he's and so it, it ruins it. I can't I can't ever call him out during games at all. Any sporting event. But um, I,
1: ref- I refuse to pay for cable anymore. Refuse.
0: Yeah, I don't bl- I, I don't blame you. I don't I don't I don't uh, pay for it either. Um. All right, so let's get started. I'm sure Bam will come in here uh, eventually. All right, so Nets get a very bizarre win. I mean, it, it honestly shows you how betting on basketball, especially with the spread, is insane because the spread was mi- Nets minus 11 the to start the game, and the Nets were down by as much as five or six with not that much time left as we got Bam now in here. Um and at one point, it looked like there was no chance the Nets could cover. And then by the end, they were shooting free throws. And I think they ended up winning the game by nine. So it was an, an insane game. I thought it was like the easiest money ever to bet on the Rockets covering. And it still ended up being close. But overall, it's one of those games where the Nets win, but it doesn't really feel like a, a win. And in Bam, I know in Bam's household, it feels like six losses. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I do want to clarify. That when I'm not like actively rooting against the no, team when I watched so. the game, but yeah, when they went down like nine, I was like, "Good, <laughs> good." You know, that was a rough performance. I will say I have to eat some words because I brought up Cam uh, Johnson early in the game. He wound up having a huge night. He hit a lot of big shots in that barrage they had towards the end. But like you said, that, that's not. Went to feel good about it. They, they were, what, one in five in their last seven or six or something like that? Coming into tonight, they're playing the Rockets, and they, you know, played an awful game.
0: Yeah. Uh kool A. Hey, what about you? What do you got to say? Excuse me. I almost choked up a cookie.
1: Um, <laughs> this game, it, it it felt like a loss. Um, and, and, and for me, it's one of those, we don't have that many games left and I don't know what position they truly want. I will be trying to fight for the fifth seed. So you can't just let the games that you should be able to
2: mark off on teams that's trying to get the first pick. You got to get those wins. Um, yeah, like they, 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 they looked as bad as the Hornets did for 45 minutes of that game.
1: But we're not we're not that good of a team. This new this new um, restructure right now, like we're a lottery team.
2: But they should be. They should. Like, they play like one of the worst teams in the league.
1: A lot of that's coaching. When, you're, when your when guys are not focused and they're not detail orientated. Don't get me wrong. The players got to know their job, but the coaching got to keep them keep them geared in. Those are you know that's how you get the trap games and you throw away games, you should, you should win. That's coaching. Okay. And, and, you know, I've been saying for a while, they're skiing. Like I said in the spaces earlier tonight, I think for the guys who could shoot before they got here. um, I think when you're telling people shoot threes and get layups they and you, and you keep constantly drilling that. Now you have a whole bunch of role players who are gonna follow what you're asking? But it's hurting. It's hurting the team as a whole because
2: I'll, I'll say this though: like whole, Philly Smith a, is getting wide open good looks, and he just doesn't make them.
1: Yeah, that's a hundred percent right. But I also think when a guy like him, he might need to get a layup, a dunk, a mid, anything. He might, he needs to see something going in the basket. Yeah, before he just shoots a three. And I think that could be said for a lot of them, even even CJ. They need something to keep going. Only, only uh, Bridges and Seth are really taking mid range shots. With a sprinkle of spins. maybe he shoots two or three a game. So it is it, just I'm thinking about like the role players who've never had to be a real focal point of our offense. Now they are, and you're and you're hindering them about where they could get their shots from.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I think – I mean, look, I I think they're a team that I think – I think two things can be true. I think they're not particularly well-coached. And at the same time, I also think that even if they were well-coached, I'm not even sure what the – what the what's the right word? I'm not even sure what the ceiling of this team is uh, because, you know, like they're just a mishmash of players. They don't have a point guard. They aren't – to be honest, I think the biggest thing that was totally overstated – and I think Bam and I were two of the uh, first people to to feel this way. Is like I just I just don't think that like they're particularly talented. Like I think when you look at like the NBA is so talented at this point that like you know there was a point in time where having certain guys you know like like if like if you had a bunch of capable guys it, it meant something. I mean you look at that Rockets team; they have a gazillion guys that can play. You look at the Magic. Game, they have a million people that can play, yeah. and so everybody
2: has a Spencer Dinwiddie and like a Cam Johnson. Like those guys are the, the dime; they're not dime dozens, but there's a lot of those guys on that level. Well,
1: I mean, on on championship Claxton.
2: teams, those are those are your um
1: your fourth best players, your third and fourth best players. Here, they're like your second and third. So I I, I get that, but what I will say is. When you think about if they had better coaching, think about the games that were lost five and under. They win. They even if they win half of those games, right? We in fifth place. Coaching matters, and in, in, in crunch time, it matters. So I like to think, even if you have less talent, and I don't even like Doc Rivers. No, no, I'm not going to use him. No, I'm not going to use him. But that Clippers team <laughs> when they had nobody. And
2: they still was competing. Yeah, Tyler That's league. coaching. That's coaching. Yeah, that's coaching. By the way, Timberwolves up three over the Suns at half. Right. Hey, oh, believe that.
0: me, I'm I'm locked in on this game. Yeah. <laughs> what
2: What I don't like about that though is that Durant is one for eight with three points. So, he's
0: yeah, gonna have a nice second half. Yep, no doubt. Yeah, I'm sure the, I'm sure Phoenix will still win this. Uh, Wolf we'll doing this game. I, I mean, look, like my thing is, I I actually I don't know why. Maybe it's just because I think playing the Sixers would be kind of fun, even though I think that they would definitely like kill the Nets. Like if you told me that they still salvaged this season and got the sixth seed, it's like fine. But but this like the seven, eight stuff, I just can't deal with like another Boston Milwaukee series. I just don't have any interest in it in the slightest. Um and and so that's why like it, like if they're gonna win, great. I just don't want the like, like to me, I'm nervous about them getting seven or eight because I think they probably could win one game, and that I just don't want. At this, I gotta point say
2: I after watching, I pretty much watched the last three Miami games. Uh, that looks like a dead team walking. I don't, I don't see them winning enough games to pass them. That's it. The Nets just win a couple. I think they're good.
1: Well, I, I, I think the opposite of you, Sam. I think, um, I think the Philly game will be, will, will, we'll get swept. I think, um. And
2: is gonna average 35-15. Plus, plus, how many fouls is it? He's gonna have us in the he bonus. Like energy. like
1: like like. he's that's why I said he's gonna average 35 and 15. That's that's gonna be easy. We're gonna be playing with me at the center by the time the third quarter comes around. Um I think we I think we have a real chance to win to, to do something against maybe a ball and a, a cast and the only reason why I say Boston is because we pretty much got the kind of the same bigs. I, I believe Class can play with Hawford and um, Williams.
2: I mean, I think I think we're the best. way we can hope is to win one in any of those series. So that, at this point, you just
1: you, you just saying, okay, can can we get to the draft?
0: Can we just get to the draft? Yeah, I need a fresh start. Yeah, I mean, and that's and and that to me, as we were texting about earlier, that to me is the strongest argument against making the playoffs, which is that, like, anybody who thinks that, like, a lot of the guys that are on this team are going to be a part of this team moving forward, I just don't, you know, I just don't see it, which is why this, like, this idea of making the playoffs and giving them experience and all that, like, crap to me is just, like, I mean... I mean I mean look, more more likely than not, I don't know if anybody is gonna be on this team by the time they're actually good again. I'm assuming bridges, but like with the way the NBA is and how fluid it is, like who the hell knows? So
2: it just seems like to me they're gonna they're gonna wanna try to find something to sell to the fan base in the offseason. Yeah. Right? And if they don't wind up in the lottery, they're gonna have to look to the trade market. I feel like just Giving you a chance at those ping pong balls lets you take a more pragmatic view of things, and, and take a step back. I, I really don't want them to try to slap something together next year. Now, now, like, now. If, but let me just real look quick. At, you can't go call. from a team that has title aspirations, trade the two best players, and think you're going to be back in that, you know, conversation again right away. It's going to take some time. And I I feel like if you slap something together, you're just delaying that.
1: I, I was going to elaborate. Let me elaborate. So I, I believe you 100 percent correct. I don't think next year we are contenders. I think next year you get in like two or three pieces, right? And you're you're pretty much what we were last year and this year, between a a, a five and a seven seed. And then the next the next season is when you add that real, real piece or two that might get you to um top four. Because I, I, I looking at the landscape of the league is wide open. Any 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 team you get hot enough, you could win. Um, and you know, there's going to start being battles in that first round that 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 feel like a second round conference finals matchup. So they're going to you know the teams beat each other up. I just don't want them to skip this the most important step, which is this this draft. And the last thing I'm gonna say about it is, um, I don't think that even if we was in the play-in, right, and we wasn't in the top six, our pick maybe one difference. One, maybe two. So that player you was going to get at maybe 14, you might still get him at 16, 17. You got enough pieces to move up if it's the
2: guy you really want.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but
2: I mean, what are they? they right now. They're about the sixth. So what are they projected to pick around like twenty?
1: Yeah. So it, so if you look at it and switch it out, we wasn't going to leave out of the play in. We was going to be in the play in no matter what.
2: Yeah, but if if you lose in the
1: play in, then you go into the lottery.
2: Yep.
1: I, I I get that part, but and that's why I said, remember the lottery's top fourteen, mm-hmm. and that's why I said we might, with our luck, we are gonna get the last pick. And,
2: <laughs> like come on. Anything that can happen happens to us. You know, what's crazy? Like we, we hit the lottery one time, and as much as I love Kenyon Martin, you don't want to get the first pick, and that's the best part. No, that's
0: like the worst draft of the last like thirty years, basically. <laughs> and I love Kenyon.
2: Like, he's so a, do I. Like, yeah, great net.
0: Like, it's he
2: was a good player. Like, you could do a lot worse with the first overall pick. Like, and teams have, but man, like, you really were hoping, you know, you had like a game changer there.
0: No, for sure, it's a classic. I, like i mean look i'll I, not to rehash anything, I'll, I'll always say that that not winning the uh not winning the ping pong balls the john wall year is to me like the biggest what if moment in nets history beyond like i mean look obviously like the pandemic is a whole other thing but just the the ripple effects of that entire but, lottery to me is just mm, changes everything in brooklyn and everything but also to, um, not getting Carmelo. <laughs> yeah but to, but um, if you look at that but if you look at that john wall draft even though we didn't get him right
2: you still had Paul George and Boogie Cousins, and you still didn't take me or one of them. They took Favors, and they shipped—they you know, shipped him right out of town. Yeah, they drafted him to trade him. Yep, facts. They wanted no part of that. But yeah, look. As for the game, I mean, give Royce Odeal credit—he hit two huge threes in that in that span. I mean. Joe Harris was terrible again. Curry was terrible again. Sumner did not have good minutes. Bridges played well late. Claxton was okay. Sharp was okay. You know, it was a bad performance by everybody but Cam Johnson. Basically, look at this. As bad as we are playing, right? And the Knicks are three games ahead
1: of us. They got the next pick behind us.
2: Well, because they have Dallas's.
1: You know, so I'm just looking at now. Dallas's is in the lottery. That's eleven. Right now, they don't get Dallas. Dallas is top ten protected. Mm. So no, this is just the regular Knicks pick at twenty three. They got it, and we're at twenty twenty two. Even the Heat, the Heat are at nineteen. So you know, and that's a forty one team. Right. It's going to be hard to get in the lottery. It, well,
2: right? yeah, I, I just don't think my the Nets' schedule, the combination of the Nets' schedule, Miami's play, plus the lead they have, and they, I think they have the tiebreaker too, right? Miami's not passing them. They're going to be the six seed.
0: No, the, my, yeah. I mean, look, as everyone's been saying, um, Miami, uh, I mean, look, my, there's a bunch of teams and there's been, there's been a, there's been a bunch of, um, writers and analysts that have, or like reporters that have that have said this, but I think you have a lot of teams this year that are really on the precipice of like, all right, where, like, where is this organization going? And because of that, I think you're going to see a ton of movement, even whether it's huge names or whether it's just like GM switching or coaches getting fired, like whatever it is. And the Nets are going to be included in all that, which is, again, part of the reason why extending Vaughn is crazy, because I think there's going to be a lot of different coaches out there. But you look at like you just go down the you just go down even just the East uh, itself, like. You have to you – you assume the Bucs and Celtics, things will stay the same. But, you know, the Sixers, I think the Knicks are obviously going to try to do something. The Heat are going to try to – are, are going to have to reflect the Hawks, the Raptors, the Bulls, the Wizards. Like, all these teams are going to be, like, looking internally about, like, what the hell is going on. And then even in the West, you know, I think the Grizzlies are going to want to do something. The Kings are, like, bound to do something stupid because they haven't in, like, a year – a calendar year now. Um, like, who knows who's going to make it out of this uh, – the Clippers season – Uh, the the Warriors might be losing their GM. They, I mean, who knows what's gonna happen with Draymond, the Lakers, the Pelicans, Toronto, Toronto. Toronto. Yeah, that's the team to watch. Dallas, Utah, the Trailblazers. Like, there's just a lot of teams that, like, are just and and, you know, there's still the the effects of the lockout where some, as Kool Aid said a bunch of times, there's a lot of owners that, like, don't want to be paying luxury tax money for mediocrity. And all this is a long winded way of saying, I think that, like, the Nets will be in an interesting position because you know they do still have pieces that I think contenders will want. They they're going to have these picks, but I, as Bam has said, and I agree with, it's just a matter of like what actually is the, uh, probably what's the right word like what like like what actually are they going for like what's the what's what, the direction what's the goal of the of all team? this? is the.
1: What's it the
2: difference in the team? They don't have cap space, right? So they, they can't go the free well, agency route. Well,
1: technically, technically,
2: they can have cap space.
1: Because if they go under, you know, if they're getting rid of a couple of wings and, and getting dudes back on um, still on a rookie deals, or, you know, that's just half the price,
2: they'll be under. They, they, but just, I would say, between you're going to keep Bridges and Simmons. So just right there alone, you've got to... That up, yeah, but it, it would take a lot
1: up, for them to actually, get under the cap. No, no, it wouldn't. They're only $6.9 over the
2: cap right that's, now. That's over the tax.
0: No, that's over the luxury tax. Yeah,
2: they're way, I,
0: they're way, way, way over the cap still. Yeah, yeah, but. Yeah, you're right. My fault. My fault. But, but even, but even still, I mean, like the the real question is, like, I, I also, I mean, I, I don't know, Kool-Aid, I think you were in the spaces for this when we were talking about it. But, like, in my opinion, there's also, I mean, I don't know, what is it, four to seven to or eight guys that can really change the your franchise's landscape via trade. And to be honest, I don't see any of those guys getting traded this summer, unless maybe you think that like. The Embiid thing will explode, which I guess is possible, but I also don't see him getting traded in division. To also but, he would yeah. have, he
2: would want he wouldn't want to come to the Nets,
0: right? Well, he, no. he, yeah,
2: well, <laughs> not even that's that. the biggest hurdle. Not
1: even that. If you trade for him, right, you're gonna have to give up Bridges and Cam Johnson. So what's the sense of him coming?
0: Right, right. Which is also true. Which is like which is why to to me it seems like their what their best approach. Moving forward is getting any amount of assets they can for the uh, for the like the, the Harris Curry. Yeah, well, I guess not Curry, but the the Harris Finney Smith Royce O'Neal because Royce has actually been playing great recently. I don't
1: think Royce is going to go anywhere. I think that it's going to be DFS. They're going to keep Royce because he's on an expiring contract. And right. it's the only they
2: can move about the deadline. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's only two and a half million guaranteed. So, you know, they have a whole bunch of time to figure that out. I think you um and they got that 18 million um TPE. So I, I look for a crazy trade for them to acquire somebody in that, or if they smart, you break it up.
2: What I do they have? This,
1: so from the K from the from the KD trade. They have an 18.1 or 18.3 million trade exception. Um, To me, that's when you break it up and you do a bigger trade, and then you get one or two players. Like, I would be calling Portland and asking about Sharp. I think you need to get budding stars, like the dude who didn't get a chance yet. And I know he's on a rookie deal, or you go get a Simons that's at that 23 and you, where they get a chance to be the star in their role like well like you, like you said this
2: about jones from memphis a lot yeah yeah S- similar to like bridges right yeah. he's a guy yeah. that was on a team of stars ahead of him now he gets a bigger chance you hope he expands his role Bronson. yeah and
1: that, and, that, and that's and that's what i'm alluding to you don't have to you know our fan base always thinks we got to go big game hunting that that just it just works my blood like don't look at a dude that's in a bench role and say, well, he's a bench player because these are still 450 of the best players in the world. So now when you look at Jones and he's starting, he's giving you 20 and 10, but he's giving you the stability. That's more important than anything, the stability and leadership.
0: Yeah. I think to, to be, to, to just piggyback on that, I think that's the the key point is that, they have to they have to get what they can for these for these reserves. Some of them will obviously be on the team to start to start the year, but any of the vets, like they obviously have to try their best to get any amount of value, and then they have to try to use like um, their their scouting and whatever they have to basically try to get at some of these guys who are underappreciated and are in roles that they're too good for in other spaces. So like the Tyus Joneses of the world, like we're. Uh, like like what we're talking about because that like th- that's the best way to get to get out of this uh, to, to get out of the situation um, that they're in, especially with next year obviously not having their uh, their own pick. But like I, to be honest, I don't even know like when everyone's talking about like 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 do they go star hunting? I mean like a I don't really know what they have to give up like especially like contract wise that like that that fits into a deal coupled with like. Trading like a Bridges or, I mean, not even a Bridges, but even trading like Cam Johnson, assuming they sign him or whatever. Like, I just don't really see what you're getting from trading for guys like Levine or Towns or DeRozan or like whoever.
1: It's the name recognition that everybody's going crazy about. That's all. It's a seller. It's
0: a a product to
1: sell. Because if you're looking at um, Levine and
0: Bridges, they're putting up the same numbers. and and also by the way to me like you see what Brunson who's like a true point guard and like is a real table setter guy what he's done with the Knicks like to me Tyus Jones would have a more positive impact on the actual Nets as a whole and as an organization than Zach Levine would like he just like I'd rather have a guy who's like Tyus Jones is like whatever he is 25 or 26 he's won at every single level he's like like a a good teammate is like been a it totally uh, overqualified for the role that he's playing in. And every time jaws out the team legitimately is like as good on both ends, if not better. So like it, like that to me is what these is what they should be going for. The question is, how does that, how does that, you know, ideology mesh with like whatever hot seat or maybe cold seat that Sean Marks is on and, 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 and whether there's pressure on this team, because look, like, if we're gonna if we're gonna listen to stuff that Brian Windhorse has said, and he's obviously has been beating Woj in every single scoop of late, especially when it related to the Nets, like he said that Joe would rather see the team like you know be mediocre and playing hard than whatever be like a title contender and like whatever he said, and which was like seven. I don't believe that. What you say? I don't believe that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I do either, but I think he wants does the going... money.
2: <laughs> what you say? He wants money, and the championship team brings in money. Yeah. Well, I just heard in the spaces uh, um, that they already
1: told the season ticket holders they're going down on their prices for next year. So that tells you all you need to know.
0: Oh well, that's interesting because that like never happens, especially in this city. That never happens. Yeah, Good decision so they, by them. Yeah, yeah because know.
1: they know the product. They know the product on the on the on the court. I think I think what what, what Wendy is saying is true in the fact of he didn't want to have to pay for the headache. And so he'll rather take his beating now because he tried it. Nobody can't say he didn't spend for four years because he did. It didn't work for whatever reason. It didn't work. It's time to reset. And we got lucky and we're not at a total tear down because bridges surprised a
2: lot of people. So, yeah, I mean, look, he's definitely a bright spot for sure. I, I, yeah, you can't argue against that. But going back to what Sam was saying, like, they, I, I'm all aboard the selling guys off for, for picks. Like, well, you can't be a lottery team next year. You can't be. I'm fine. you know, to me, they have to acquire as many unprotected or lightly protected first as they can. Yeah. So they can get involved in more things. They, they have more trades, they have more at bats. Like,
1: no, I get what you're saying. I'm not arguing what you're saying. All I'm saying is, is when you're trading off pieces, you have to trade off the correct pieces, meaning you still have to have a team that you can put out that's competitive. They don't have to you know they don't have to win fifty games you gotta yeah, but to I guess five. I guess
0: to bam's to Bam's point though, which I do agree with is that like even though Sean Marks was the one that made the hard in trade like at this point, like it, like that, that trade is what it is. And like, I, I would rather like if you're telling if you're telling me that, that that the choice is between trading like Finney Smith and Royce O'Neal for, for like lightly protected or whatever or, f- or first round picks, whatever they are, even if they're lottery protected or top 18 protected, like and they're getting that stuff like as opposed to having those guys on the team and risk injury or risk their value going down or like having them on the well, team look, and they gain four to seven more wins. I just don't, I just, like I, okay. I just can't really care.
1: Okay. Now watch this. So if it's top 18 protected, you might as well keep the player. That's a playoff team. You might as well, you might as well keep your player. So if you're not getting top 10, well, but, but, but you're less, still
0: getting another pick though.
1: No, but what I'm saying is, so Royce O'Neal will probably get you one one first round pick right now, right on the expire. You can get our first round back, um, and you're going to give them to a team who's trying to go further in the playoffs. So you know that's a high twenty something pick. Yep. At that point, you might as well keep your pick. But well, why? Well I would rather
0: it. have. I'd rather have the 27th pick than no, the no I, Royce. No, no, no.
1: And that's why I just caught myself because he's an expiring. You can let him go, but if you all your picks like are going to be like back in, lottery back in um draft, you still then that means you might want to keep some talent because you still have to have a team like that. Will draft picks is hit or miss.
0: You want at least have something. No, I agree. A, I agree with that. I just think that like I, I just think that this team is also just not nearly as as talented and young as as it's definitely not young it's definitely not as talented as i think we all thought it was especially because look like like call a spade a spade like they have a bunch of guys on this team and we haven't even talked about ben simmons yet but they have a bunch of guys on this team that just are nowhere in the same stratosphere of the player they were
2: like who would you who would you rather be us or houston right now uh
0: houston
1: oh right now definitely this draft houston my quite but that's not the real question my question for you is this. When you look at this team, right? It's a 30 win, what do you say, 35 to 42 games team?
0: Right I now. Dude, I, I that's the thing. I don't even I think this team is worse. I think really think this team is worse than that. I think this I think if this team, this iteration of this team played a whole season together, I think they're like a 30, like I don't know. I think they're like a 31 to 34 win team. Cause you like, think about what their record has been. They've been healthy as a team. I mean, I guess its cool. If you're, if you're counting Ben playing and maybe. No, no, no,
1: no, 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 no. I'm just, I'm not counting Ben at anything. I'm just saying right now. if And, and I'm saying this, saying like, they had a whole, they had a whole training camp. They've been put together. Somebody, like, like I said, what I said, 35 to 42. So we're off about five or six games between us. So we're both saying pretty much the same thing. Okay. Let's now you go get a competent point guard. A competent point guard gets you about five, five, five to seven wins. That's how I'm looking at it. Like, okay, you go get you go get two pieces that you need that it don't even have to be high level degree. We don't even have some people at NBA, NBA level. Right, we're, we're we're playing unserviceable people.
2: But I, I guess what I'm just saying is, I think the the better path to getting that player is through the accumulation of draft picks for guys that are are spare parts that we don't think. Are okay, really so spare. so so by the time you get it right,
1: you you basically gonna be running in a circle is what I'm saying because what Bridges has three more years left, right? You're gonna give Cam Johnson probably be a four-year deal. Right. So you basically saying on Bridges' last year of his deal, you're going to be decent.
2: No, I'm saying within the next year, I would get that point guard.
1: Then then you could not just do what you're doing. That, and, that, and that's what I'm saying. Like, if, if you saying in the next year, and my first thing about it was, it's a two-year process, but you don't have to tear it all down for draft picks because you're going to get, if, right now, I'm sending Royce for next year's draft, right? Or whoever, you know what I mean. You got to get a draft pick for next year, and you kind of go, you kind of go in that role. Like, okay, I'm gonna get one piece. I'm gonna get two pieces this year in the draft. Hopefully, one of them could be a starter, and it's effective because I really think that power forward and point guard spot is really is really the Achilles heel. I'm not even gonna touch the center spot.
2: But so how do they get this point guard without like a if I keep Royce? Like how do how are they getting that guy? What are they giving up? I don't I keep telling you, Dorian and Finney Smith is out of here.
1: He's gonna get you some picks back or a player you want back for the simple fact is and everybody knows in a regular system. So if he goes to Memphis, right, for for Jones, he's playing alongside Jai and, and Triple J. And he's under
0: contract for three more years. They'll have I'll to give be, up more. They'll have to give up picks, though, with that.
1: Yeah, I, listen, you know what they could give me? And and, and and you know, I would ask for a pick, even though you know it's going to be late. I'll ask for next year's pick. And you, you'll probably get that because you're, getting, you're giving them somebody on a cost, cost effective No, year. no, I'm
0: saying we would have to give a pick. With, with, no, I, I don't think you have to give up a pick.
1: Tyrus Jones, right now. Next next year is, is on an expiring deal. So you're basically telling them, oh, you're going to need a wing. You still need wing depth because you're trying to win a chip. They're probably going to draft it. They got another guard waiting in the background that they drafted last year. Um, Chandler, the one from Tennessee. I'm just saying, you know, you can give them Dorian Smith. Now they got their wings. They set. They don't got to pay him. As opposed to trying to pay, trying to pay Jones, I think we can extend him. If you trade for him, you extend him right then and there.
2: Claxton for Jones.
1: No, I'm not giving up Claxton. You can have both of them. I
2: would do that. Yo, talent, you
1: don't yeah. like y'all? Don't like NBA talent? and you got to have something. So you're not gonna have a power forward nor a center. Yeah, y'all bugging. <laughs> <laughs> bugging,
0: no i bugging. just i no i just i kind of agree with, i i do see where bam is coming from and i get
1: I'm what bam is saying
0: i I'm i just think guys to, like, to an me, extent to me claxton to, to me like the fact that the fact that walker kessler came into the nba and is like already like by like the metrics or whatever bullshit 10th like,
1: best, best center yeah
0: yeah, is basically putting up like a Rudy Gobert type season to me just like shows that this like that position to me like it matters a lot. But there's also a lot of them. Like I think like the the like the only guys that to me really 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 deserve the money they're making are like are still the Embiid Jokic Jokic's. You just can't have. I think when people keep saying like you know the centers are big again, I agree with that. But you just you need to have people that are competent. But I think there there is um a way bigger supply of competent centers. than there also were like, no, no, a lot of stiffs that came into the league. Now you have a lot of guys that like come in and like immediately are good. Like, look at like, I mean, like when Okongu plays, he's better than like what Capella brings. Like there's just a lot of these guys in all these drafts that, no, you're that right. can do that.
1: You know, I believe in you don't pay centers, So I know why y'all saying it. I'm yeah. just not, I'm just not giving him up for him. Like I wrote a tweet the other day. I said, it's funny. The Minnesota Timberwolves drafted the right center and then traded for the wrong one. Right. If you keep your draft pick, you got all this depth. They'd probably be a top four team in the, in the West.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: I mean, yeah, for sure. And they kept those. Yeah, That was a
2: terrible trade when you have Anthony Edwards coming up in, 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 the, in the wings. Well, it's a terrible trade. It was a terrible GM hire.
1: And not to say that Connolly is terrible, but when you got his success, playoff success, for ownership. So he's going to do whatever he think he got to do, because who don't want to own a percentage of a team?
0: Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, I just, I I just think generally it'll be really interesting to see what this, what this team does, especially because like you look around the East and like a lot of those teams, like there aren't that many teams in the East where you'll say, Oh, well, they're, well, they're on the downswing. Like, if you want to say like the bulls, like fine, but you know the Bucks are still going to be there. The Celtics will still be there. The Sixers mo- most likely will still be there. The Cavs are getting better. The Knicks are getting better. You know, if you want to say the Heat are on a downswing, sure. But Miami usually just always finds a way. I think the Raptors are going to retool, and they're also just very obviously well um, a well managed team. And then, like, the Pacers like, have been good in games when Halliburton plays. Like, when he was, when, I mean, basically there are oh, they're games gonna... under 500 because of him being injured. The Magic, I think we all think will take another step.
2: Atlanta's uh, going to try to do something big. What'd you say? Atlanta will try to do something big. Yeah. Too, Atlanta, like, up. I
0: think Atlanta will continue swinging. I just think we're, like, where we, it, it, the Nets are in a precarious spot because they. Middle of the pack. We're in they, the middle of the pack. They're in the middle of the pack, and they also have. They, they have to make sure that they capitalize on the pieces they have in terms of getting assets. Cause if not, they're going to be left holding the bag or with like, you know, a decent amount of cap space in a year or two, but with like, what well, with free agency, not even really being a thing. And we haven't even Whoa. talked about the, the, the Ben issue, which I think to me is you just have to kick the can down the road on that and hope that he shows some level of competence like next year because I think attaching assets with him for a trade at this point makes no sense
2: yeah especially because in a year's time he becomes a large expiry it's, it's not as big of a deal the team is going in another direction you need to make salaries work it's not as it's not as bad
0: yeah, yeah. and if, look and if you believe that the, the if you believe Eve's uh, injury report on him that, that he's about to get better like then and it takes a year, 18 months or whatever it is 14 well, months
1: let, let me say this to, to give Eve some 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 bail. I told him that in the beginning, when when he first had the surgery, I said it's a no, hundred
0: percent. I mean, look if that's if that's the case, then sh- that then, th- then that means that his trade. I mean, look right now, you would literally probably have to package two firsts to get rid of him. You have to hope that there's the no buy- need. What's that?
1: I said there's no need. Like, yeah. we can- why would you trade him, right? And if you wait, yeah, that's plays- what you saying. Yeah, that's no. I agree. Yeah, and he plays anywhere. Near himself, even if you don't trust it, you you wait it out to the deadline, and then you get rid of him. You'll get something. You, yeah, you let somebody
2: else give him another contract.
0: Yeah, and you have to, and you hope that one other team, if like, says you know he's twenty six or twenty seven, like the he now he's gotten the back stuff. Look at Michael Porter Jr. He's now like playing well, whatever. Uh, even
1: even when Dwight got the surgery when he was in Orlando. The first year with the Lakers, he didn't look good. He looked he looked like Dwight when he was with Houston with um yep. with, with with uh Harden. Yep. But that was the next year.
2: Yeah. What we got? Who do we got next? We got Atlanta right Friday night? Yeah, I I see four losses. Who's after Atlanta? <laughs> um
1: I see Maybe. four more losses. I'm about to look right now. Yeah, they,
0: uh, I know do they end the season with Phil. Jazz. So
1: I see the Hawks as a loss. Where, where are the um, games? The Hawks are. They have all right. It.
0: So they have the Hawks at home on, fr- on Friday. They have their, they have the Jazz at home on Sunday. That's fifty fifty. They have the Timberwolves at home on Tuesday.
1: That's a loss.
0: They have they're at Detroit <laughs> on the on a back to back after the Timberwolves we, game. We um, can lose
1: any any one of those three just off the simple fact that Detroit and Orlando they have a bunch of young players. That's gonna play hard no matter
0: what. Well, look, they they were to me. I think we can all agree, right? That they were even with the Heat loss today. If they had lost to, tonight, I think they were they were the seventh seed. Like yes. now, now they actually have a massive cushion. But that was, I mean, that was a really big swing, especially because they have the tiebreaker. Yeah, so
2: they said you have a two game lead.
0: Yeah, they yeah. basically have a two game lead with six to go. So, right. So okay. So so Hawks home, Jazz home, Timberwolves home back-to-back back with the Pistons in Detroit, then two days later back home against the Magic, and then home again against the Sixers in a game where, I mean, the Sixers in that game may legitimately play zero people.
1: And that and that may be the only reason why we win that game, as, and the same for the Magic. I, so they'll probably beat Detroit is my guess. I don't know. you on the road. Detroit, even if they play their starters, right, at that point, They're young. You know what they're still going to do? Attack the basket. That Every team, that's the scouting report. They don't need to know nothing else. Go attack the basket.
0: Well, look, they're playing. Okay, so in their their last six games, they basically are playing two teams that will definitely be trying, which is the Hawks on Friday and the Timberwolves Timberwolves next Tuesday, and then – Depending this Sunday, I don't – I mean, I saw today that Markin and Enno Linick were were ruled out for the Jazz. I don't know if the Jazz have basically, like – If they're just throwing the towel at this point.
2: So the Heat have five games left. They host the Mavericks. They go to the Pistons. They go to the Sixers. They go to the Wizards, and they host the Magic.
0: Okay. So they – so, I mean, the Mavericks obviously are playing in must-win games. Uh. Or any of these, yeah. And the Sixers Wizards game is a back to back, both away, going from Philly to Washington.
2: They'll beat Detroit.
1: Yeah, this is an important game tonight for the Timberwolves. If they win this game, they're in sixth
0: place.
2: Well, uh, that that leads down to one. They were up ten.
0: Oh, well,
2: look, we'll we'll see.
0: They'll 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 lose this game. This is like a game uh, that Durant. Let's get
2: back on Sunday after the Jazz game.
0: Yep. Sounds good. All right. Episode five, Podthorne, Nets barely holding on to the sixth seed.